Today I want to talk to you about being transformed. Pastor Art pulled me in on it. We're just going to keep on being, talking about being transformed until you're finally there, okay? Transformed by the lifestyle of faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says, It is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anybody who wants to come to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Four times in the Word of God, it specifically says this phrase, the just or the righteous shall live by by faith. Somebody say that. The just, poke yourself in the chest, say that's me, shall live by faith. You know, faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle. It is not something that you try. It is not something that you put on and you take off. It's not something that you flirt with when you need it. Faith is an all-encompassing lifestyle that we do and we do not try. I believe Yoda said it best. Do or do not. There is no try. Thank you very much. But faith is a lifestyle. It's not something that we try. I don't try to have faith in Jesus for my salvation. (laughs) Amen? I have faith in Jesus for my salvation. However, we get so confused. You know, faith works the same no matter the situation. If we have faith in Jesus for salvation and that we're going to heaven, praise the Lord. But you know, the same way that you believe Jesus for salvation, you believe Jesus for healing. But we confuse it. We get, we get confused and, well, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it does. It works the same way. But there's a story, I believe it's in Mark chapter 9, where a man brings his son to Jesus and his son is demon-possessed. And he asked Jesus, can you? He said, Jesus said, Anything is possible to him who believes. And the father said, I do believe, but what? Help my unbelief. You know, it's easier to believe for things that we can't see, but it's harder to believe for things that we're waiting to manifest in our bodies. But faith is a lifestyle. It's not something that we try on or flirt with when we need it. Faith is our prescribed way to live. It's not a carnal way to live, and it's not a natural way to live. It's a supernatural way to live. It's a supernatural way to live. It's not carnal. It's not natural. It's supernatural and spirit-filled. And it's our prescribed way to live. In fact, it's been prescribed by Dr. God. As opposed to living with our natural senses and being moved by everything that we see. Now, I don't want to confuse anybody or discourage anybody. Nobody's faith is perfect. But we're getting there. Your faith should be growing. 
In fact, it says in Romans that we go from faith to faith. Romans chapter 1, I believe it's verse 17. We go from faith to faith. We go from one level of faith to another. And if you've been stuck at the same level of faith for the last 10 years, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not growing. Everything we do, we do by faith. Somebody say everything. Everything Everything we do, we do by faith. We go to work by faith. We give by faith. We pray by faith. Well, you know what? You should also be a husband or a wife. By faith. You should be a a father or a mother. By faith. Well, what do you mean by that? Not relying on yourself. Not relying on yourself. I'm sure you're a pleasant person, but you want to know who's more pleasant? Jesus. (laughs) In fact, Jesus said it. He said, you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts. But how much more does your heavenly father know how to give good gifts? And so if you want to be world's best dad and live up to that trophy that you got on Father's Day, or if you want to be world's best mom and live up to that little poster with their handprints on it, you need to parent by faith. But you know what? When you parent by faith, not only are you a better parent, but you're a more insightful parent. The Spirit of God will reveal things to you that you didn't know. You'll see things that your kids, that your kids are doing that they didn't know you saw. Ask me how I know. Many times, my dad said, So what happened? Nothing. Are you sure? Yes. Caught me in a lie. And there were consequences. But we're not here to talk about my childhood today. Everything we do, we do by faith. We minister to people by faith. You know how silly it would be to believe that somebody would go and pray in their own power, in their own might. That's not going to move anything. Amen? We don't move anything with our own power and with our own might. We don't parent well in our own power and our own might. We're not good husbands or or wives in our own power and our own might. But with faith in Jesus, in Him leading us and guiding us, we can live up to that trophy of being world's best dad or world's best mom. We minister to people by faith in Jesus. The areas of life that we fail to convert to a lifestyle of faith, you'll continue to see frustration. You'll continue to see setback and you'll see a lack of breakthrough. Whatever area of life you fail to convert to a lifestyle of faith, you'll, fa- you'll continue to see frustration, setback, and lack of breakthrough. And so every area of your life you need to live how? 
by faith. And when you begin to convert those areas and your finances is, well, I'm not going to depend on myself anymore. I'm going to believe God and whatever the word says to do, I'm going to do. And you convert your finances to a lifestyle of faith. You're going to begin to see breakthrough in your finances. A few years ago, I decided to convert my health to a lifestyle of faith. I'll briefly tell you, I was, I was obese, to be, to be honest. I was, I was very he- heavy, very unhealthy. And I had, I had always believed God for healing. I'd always, it wasn't a, a lack of knowing that God could heal me, knowing that God could do these things for, you, for me, but I wasn't walking by faith in that area. To the point where I needed to make some changes fast until I began to actually listen and obey. (laughs) I began to listen to the voice of God. I began to obey. And within a matter of months, I lost 75 pounds. On my birthday, uh, after after beginning that, that journey with the Lord, the Lord said, Present yourself to the doctors. I said, okay. (laughs) And if you compare my blood work from then to what they they took, it's not the same person. I converted my health, converted what I put in my body to a lifestyle of faith and believing God. And supernaturally, he did it. I'm not here to promote a diet. I'm not here to advertise a diet or a lifestyle, except the lifestyle of faith in Jesus. I don't think diets, certain diets work for every person. He made your body specifically in a very specific way. Not every diet's going to work for you. But there is one for you. And the Holy Spirit knows. And the Holy Spirit knows how to get you in tip-top shape. The Holy Spirit knows how to give you a long life. You know, in Psalm 91, it says, with long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. But you know what? If you want that long life, you got to live it by faith. You can't live a long life poisoning your body. We're not here to talk about health today. We're here to talk <laughs> or my childhood. But anyways, but the areas of faith Uh, your areas of your life that we fail to convert to a lifestyle of faith, we will see, continue to see frustration. The key to victory in every season of life, in every situation, in every circumstance is faith. The key to victory in every season of life, whether it's a, a season of highs or a season of lows, whether it's a dark night of the soul, you know, when I went to, to Bible college, I went to a Baptist Bible college, and they sure talked about that night of the soul a lot. It's like the night of the soul was a lifetime <laughs> instead of a night. <laughs> but you know what? That night is not supposed to be forever. That night is not supposed to be forever. That wilderness is not supposed to be forever. In fact, I would argue that the wilderness is not where you're supposed to be. 
He may take you through wilderness, but once He brings you to the promised land, don't let your disobedience keep you out of the promised land. They were at the promised land in a very short time, but their disobedience kept them in the wilderness. The wilderness was not God's plan for them. But the key to victory in every season of life, in every situation, financial situation, health situation, family situation, frustrating situation, real estate situation, is faith. It says this in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That is a statement right there. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. How many of you have been born again? You've been born again. So you've been what? Born of God. Can I give you a newsflash here? You have overcome the world. You've been born again. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our what? Faith. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You put your faith in Jesus, you can overcome any situation. You put your faith in Jesus, you can overcome any trial. You put your faith in Jesus, you you can come out of the wilderness that you found yourself in, that you've put yourself in. You put your faith in Jesus and any doctor's report will be reversed. Amen? I believe that wholeheartedly. But I know there are so many people, including myself from time to time, that says, what if? Amen? Can we be honest? How many of you have ever said, what if? That's where you need to put yourself back in Mark chapter 9 and say, I believe, but help my unbelief. In other words, I'm not going to leave my unbelief to myself. I want you to help me overcome my unbelief. I want to be in faith over this. You cannot believe God for anything without first placing your faith solely in Jesus Christ. There is no faith for money. There is no faith for healing. There is no faith for deliverance without a deep-seated root uh, of faith in Jesus. Your faith needs to be in the provider, not the money. Your, Your faith needs to be in the healer, not the medication. Now you take your medication. (laughs) But your faith needs to be in the healer, not the healing. Your faith needs to be in the deliverer, not the deliverance. So many people say, I have faith for this, and I have faith for that, and I have faith for this. Well, that's great. Where is it? Where are you placing your faith? Are you placing your faith in a bank? I have faith for money. Well, plenty of people put their faith in the bank for money. I put my faith in the stock market for money. I put my faith in this investment for money. 
The world has faith for money, but it's not placed correctly. The world has faith for healing, but it's not placed correctly. The world has faith for freedom and deliverance, but it's not placed correctly. In fact, it's placed in medications, and it's placed in, in other things, and it's placed in, uh, in, in uh, false therapists. We have false teachers and false prophets. Well, let's just put false therapists in there too. I believe there are good ones. But if you want, if you need finances, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, your faith solely, somebody say solely, solely. needs to be placed in Jesus. And let Jesus lead you and guide you. You know, when I began my health journey, I listened to him. And you know what? I didn't just pray a prayer and pounds started falling off. I wish it was that easy. I didn't pray a prayer and, wow, blood work began to normalize. And symptoms began to go away. No. I put my faith in Jesus and Him leading me and guiding me and directing me. Not myself leading me and guiding me. Not a doctor leading me and guiding me. Amen? But Him leading me and guiding me through every decision, what I put in my body. And that began the transformation in my body. And I, I, don't, I don't want to get into the details, but I was in a very serious health situation. Things that I did not tell people until afterwards. But there is no faith for money, no faith for healing, no faith for deliverance without faith first and solely in Jesus. There are two aspects that I really want to focus on today. Two aspects of faith that I really want to focus. And the first one is this. That a life of faith is living a life of confidence. The lifestyle of faith is living a life of confidence. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all He has promised. For in a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. Verse 38, And my righteous ones will live by Faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are like, we are not like those who turn away from God to our to their uh, to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls are being saved. Verse one: Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. You know. Other versions put it like this. In fact, I appreciate it a little bit better. It's a more accurate translation. It says, now faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Somebody say confidence. confidence. 
confidence. This word in the Greek is hypostasis. And they translated it so many different ways. They translated it reality. They translated it substance. They translated it so many different things. But the clearest definition is confidence. Now faith is the confidence of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So when you live a life of faith, confidence rises on the inside of you. So no matter the situation that comes, no matter the report that comes, no matter the issues that come, because they will come, faith is not a a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. In fact, it is a... It is a, uh, a sign that says, I'm living by faith and the devil will attack. <laughs> but praise God, he gave us a shield of faith to put out every fiery arrow of the evil one. But life, but faith is a life of confidence. It's confidence in him. It's confidence in His Word. And it's confidence in His outcome. It's confidence in the breakthrough. It's confidence in the results. So no matter what the situation is, I've had many opportunities over the years uh, being a pastor's kid. I've had many opportunities over the years being a pastor. Had many opportunities being a husband, many opportunities being a father, to yield myself to fear. And you too. If you're a human being, you've had many opportunities <laughs> to yield yourself to a spirit of fear. But I don't want you to be discouraged. If you've yielded yourself to a spirit of fear, Timothy did too. That's why it says, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given you a spirit of fear. And what Paul was really telling Timothy is this spirit of fear that you have found yourself in, God did not give it to you, so get rid of it. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. You know, that sounds a whole lot like confidence to me. When you're powerful... You're confident. (laughs) But confidence in Him, in His Word, in His promise. And so when it comes to faith, whatever situation you have found yourself in, go to the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so if you want your faith to be built in a situation, let's say you've gotten a bad doctor's report, where do you go? Wikipedia? Google? No, it'll make it worse. (laughs) Where do you go? The Word. You go to the Word. You get your faith built on the Word. And if the Word says it, It's true. If the Word says it, it's going to come to pass. If the Word says it, it's happening. And it's just a matter of time. Tim, that's too simple. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It is. 
It is that simple. But I want to remind you what we just read in chapter in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. So don't throw away this confidence. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now. Somebody say that. Patient endurance is what you need now. You need to be confident and patient. Praise the Lord. You need to be confident and patient. While you're in the waiting, you know what the Lord has promised you? Strength will rise on those who wait upon the Lord. You know, he really thought of everything. Instead of being discouraged in the waiting, he said, no, instead of, instead of while my people are waiting for the breakthrough, I'm going to give them some strength. While they're waiting, strength is going to arise on the inside of them. Faith is going to arise on the inside of them. But those who, what? Wait. But those who wait. Instead of waiting on the Lord, we find ourselves waiting in a waiting room. Wait on the Lord and strength will rise. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all, somebody say all, all. that He has promised you. It's Hebrews 10.36. Faith is a life of confidence. I may not know when, it's going to happen, but I know it will happen. In fact, in order for, for people to kind of worm their way out of expectation and worm their way out of waiting, they say, well, it'll happen on this side of earth or the other. If I have a promise of healing, I need it on this side of earth. If I have a promise of healing, why would He promise it to me now, but give it to me later? Amen? If I need finances now, why would He say that my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus in heaven? He didn't say that. He said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Here, on this earth, David said it like this, I would have fainted. I would have lost heart if I had not believed I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The promises of God are for here, they're for today, they're for this side of heaven. So you may not know when, but I know it will. I may not know when. I, might, I may not be able to say August 8th, at 9.30 at night. I may not be able to give you that, but I know it will. I know it will. And the things that He's placed in your heart, the dreams and the visions that He's placed in your heart, they may not be coming to pass right now, but they will. They will come to pass. And you and I can be confident about that. We can be confident about that. 
In fact, we can act like it's already happened. In fact, we can behave and have an attitude like it's already happened. Why? Because it's already done. That's why he said it is finished. The second thing I want to talk to you today, the two aspects of faith. The second one is this, is that faith is a life of rest. Faith is a life of rest. That's very confusing to some people because Paul says things like, fight the good fight of faith. How am I supposed to fight and rest? Well, you have to fight to stay at rest. You have to fight to stay at rest. You have to fight to stay confident. You have to fight to stay full of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Faith is a life of rest. Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 1. We could read the entire chapter of Hebrews chapter 4, but I'm not going to. Hebrews 4 and verse 1. God's promise for entering His rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. Are you saying that there are some people that will fail to experience it? Yeah. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it it did them no good because, because they did not share the faith of those who listened to God. I want to read that to you one more time. But it did them no good because they did not share the what? Share the what? Faith of those who did what? Listened. To God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for others, God said, In my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my rest, even though this rest has been ready since, the, uh, since he made the world. We know it is ready because of the, pla- uh, the place in scriptures where it has been mentioned, uh, where it mentions on the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Verse 5. But in the other passage, God said, They will never enter my place of rest. Verse 6. So God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. If you want to live a life of rest, it is not meaning that you get to fold your hands and be lazy. That's not what it's talking about at all. In fact, the Word of God is, encourages people to work and make a living and provide for their family. But 
When you work, you don't have to toil. When you work, you don't have to strive. The rest of faith is not folding your hands and being lazy or falling asleep. It is an exemption from toiling and striving for results. Rest waits. Rest waits on the Lord's commands and then its overwhelming power to do what He has called you to do. Rest waits on the Lord's commands and then gives the overwhelming power to do what He's called you to do. We see that in this passage, that those who disobeyed did what? Failed to enter the rest. But those who obeyed entered into His rest. You do not have to toil. You do not have to strive. There is an ease in your life when you live a life of faith. Jesus said it best in Matthew chapter 11. I could quote it, but we're not going to do that. We're going to turn there. Matthew chapter 11. In verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Well, how are you going to do that, Jesus? Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is light. Jesus said it best. Jesus also said several times in the book of John, specifically John 5, John 12, he says, I don't say anything unless I hear my Father say it. I don't do anything unless I see my Father do it. So when you live a lifestyle of faith, you're living a lifestyle of rest, which means I'm not going to do anything unless He tells me to do it. I'm not going to say anything until I hear Him say it. I'm not going to do anything unless I see Him do it. But let me tell you, if you're not saying anything, you're not doing anything, you're not listening. Don't take that as an excuse. A lot of people would volunteer. Oh, I'll live that life of rest. I won't say anything unless I hear him say it. I won't do anything unless I I see him do it and do nothing with their life. Well, let me tell you, you're not listening to God. In fact, you will never enter that rest because you're disobedient. In fact, a challenge. This may seem harsh. This may seem hard, but I want to help you. If you're not helping, if you're not serving, if you're not saying anything to people on the streets, if you're not doing anything to help people, you're not hearing His voice. You're not hearing His voice. But when it comes to these two, faith is a life of confidence. I can confidently know 
And I know for a fact that He will do what His Word says. I know it. How do you know it? Because His Word says it. He's done it before. He'll do it again. He's been faithful in the past. He's going to be faithful tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do I need to continue to explain the faithfulness of God? Amen? You know, faith rises because of His faithfulness. And you can be confident. You can walk around with your head held high. But Tim, it's failed in the past. Tim, it didn't work. Tim, keep waiting. Strength will rise as you wait on the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Pick your head up. I want to say that prophetically. Pick your head up. That's what God told Abraham. His only heir, his only uh, family member that went with him aside from his, his wife, left him. And he was depressed. He was downtrodden. He was looking down. And God said, pick your head up and look to where I'm taking you. Don't look at the situation. Don't look at, at how you feel. Pick your head up and look to where I'm taking you. Look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. In fact, it would be pretty easy to say that Abraham was exactly where God had planted him. Abraham was exactly where God had wanted him, even though... Uh, Satan was trying to bombard him with thoughts of failure, thoughts, thoughts of disbelief. I have no heir. I have nobody to carry on my name. I have no one to carry on my possessions. My possessions are going uh, to go the, to, the, to the countries that just come and take it. No, 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 no. Abraham was still where God had called him, but Satan was trying to distract him from the real, the real point. What is that? God had him where he was supposed to be. And God reminded him, no, 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 no. You're not going to be without an heir. You lift your head up. You look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Look to what I am giving you. I want to tell you today, you may seem downtrodden. You may seem confused. You may seem lost, but pick your head up. Do not be discouraged. Be full of courage in the name of Jesus. Be full of confidence. God is a man of his word. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He has not lied to you. Man may lie to you. Doctors may lie to you. But God will not. You have a reason to be confident. You have a reason to hold your head up high. You have a reason to walk around full of power. You have a reason to walk around and, and, and strut around. I don't have no other way to put this, but just to strut around because you know who you are. You know who your God is. You know what His Word says. You know that it will come to pass. It shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have been believing God for, hold your head up. Do not look down at where you're at. Do not look at the circumstance. Don't look at the report. Look at what God is going to do. Well, where do I need to look? Look in the Word, because that is where God is taking you. 
His word will show you where he's taking you. His word will show you where he's taking you. There are too many Christians walking around discouraged. There are people in this room walking around discouraged. And you know what? In the natural, they have every right to be. In the natural, you have every right to be discouraged. In the natural, you have every reason to, to, to hang your head. But you live a life of faith. You're not living by the natural. You're not living by the carnal. You're living by the supernatural. You're living by the Word of God and what He says in His Word. So hold your head up, pick your head up, dust yourself off, and walk with God. Walk with confidence. And that's just two aspects of living a life of faith. Pastor Art's preached this before, and it's gone on for like 30 weeks. In the natural, you may have every reason to hang your head. You may have every reason to be discouraged. But I want to prophesy something over you today. Be full of courage. Don't be dismayed. Don't hang your head. Don't give up. Don't quit. Because when you do, you're going to fail to enter God's best. You hang your head. You hang up your hat. You quit you will fail to enter God's best. Now, what is, what is the one factor there? Who decides? Who decides? You do. You cannot fail if you do not quit. You cannot fail if you do not quit. I want to see faith rising out of the people in here. You know, in a church, you see a lot of cycles, different, different things, different cycles. There have been times in this church, faith is just so tangible. And there are people in this church, their faith, their believing God is so tangible. But I want to see everybody. I want to see everybody full of faith. I want to see everybody believe in God for something more. I want to see everybody believe in God. Believe God for something big. Well, I have my health. My family's, my family's doing well. Uh, we're taken care of. Believe God for more. Well, how dare you? My God is more than enough. Believe God for more. Believe Him for more. Can I pray for you?